Welcome to Birds of a Feather. It's AJ, Suburban Princess, back here with thoughts, but trying to put them in order in my mind. This is my second attempt at recording because I think my first attempt at recording kind of went off on a a more ratchet tangent than I had planned. Um, this has been one of these weeks where, well, this past couple of weeks since April started, um, that I've been kind of fighting with my ADHD and fighting with uh, sticking to my obligations, calling people back, and just overall being a general selfish airhead. So with that, I say that the podcast hasn't really been in motion since the last one I put out with me and Ed for the co-ed edition due to the fact that we we kind of feel like at this point it's gearing towards NFL draft talk. And as much as he probably is more excited than me, I could care less. But all I know is the latest Eagle moves just happened today, which were not predictable, but not really unpredictable. Um, We know that they're not going to have that great of a cap situation this year, so I'm not expecting too many new faces other than rookies and undraftees. I mean, unrestricted or or whatever they call them, you know, uh, towards the end of the rounds of the draft, basically. Um, I'm sure that the other... uh, podcasts that are out there now are far more interesting than mine but at the same time I I still use this space because I can and because the few who do listen to my show um, agree that I know what I'm talking about even if I'm not spitting out stats props to those who do everybody who works hard fourth and john um, all the bird bird related eagles related podcasts shout out to the kelly green show uh, bleeding green nation all these shows uh, inside the birds Um, And hopefully Breezy um, Sports and Stilettos will return soon. I know she's been working hard at trying to get her her damn graduate degree and and or degree in general. I know she's getting her degree. I know she's been tweeting about it and off Twitter off and on. Um, But I know the girl's focus. So I'm sure many of her followers are definitely waiting for her input as to the draft, because this year I have a feeling it's not going to be as virtual But at the same time, now with everyone uh, getting vaccinated or still waiting to be vaccinated and the current sports going on as normal, um, I don't expect the same kind of uh, inconvenience with the virtual as much as it was last year. Um, I'm not excited as a fan. I'm going to be honest because I don't really expect much to go on with the Eagles this season. But it's always going to be exciting around that time of the month. September, obviously, is important to me, not only for football but it's my birthday month um and it's always usually a month just for everything to start over again um and right now with it being spring and the up and down weather um there's just a lot of things brimming um that are probably going to flip a lot of uh the perspective I have now probably in about three more months so I guess I should just be thankful that there's this chill calm period before everything starts going crazy and rumors start flying I actually saw a couple on Twitter today um but I really wanted to make this pod mostly about women's perspective and what women really need to hear from men when it comes to uh supporting them um and I don't know being on their sides but I also kind of want to (laughs) be 
in a way contradictory to what I just said, simply because there is a situation going on right now with an NFL quarterback of whom I really adored, who I thought is a very intelligent, very present, um, very non-controversial man, at least I thought, um, and I still don't know, but I still pray that um, this whole situation with Deshaun Watson gets resolved. Um, I hope that the women who were involved don't have any long-lasting mental effects from this situation other than probably obviously embarrassment but I'm hoping that if there's anything to come out of this whole situation with Deshaun Watson this view of the current view from when the Me Too movement started up until when it got a little muddy um, with certain celebrities it just seemed like there was still a tendency and even myself gave into um, wanting to blame uh, certain victims who seemed like they were looking for a money grab. Now, I don't, none of us know. That's what Twitter's for, just to throw out stupid opinions that really don't mean anything because we're not there, we're not in the situation. But I don't want to be making a case for Deshaun when I do not know what happened. I just know how it unveiled itself in social media and it seemed, and still seems, I'll be honest, although I do feel bad for the women, But at the same time, I feel worse for Deshaun if this is an attempt to, well, it's not even an attempt now, they are, uh, to to destroy his character. I do feel like this case with Deshaun Watson is a a character assassination assassination plot for very um, vindictive owners in the Houston Texans brand. Um, Granted, everything we cannot nailed down other than speculative things that have been said supposedly with this new owner um maybe gm um i know when bill o'brien left i thought that maybe they were starting to make a turn and then even after uh deandre hopkins was let go or traded i think that i felt like maybe that was deshaun's out that he didn't take before he signed his deal but at the same time i also realized that He was trying to honestly uh, at least come off, and I'll say allegedly because I don't know what is going on now, and I never did, but I'd like to believe that he allegedly wanted to believe that the association was out for his best interest up until uh, last season ended and the way the season ended and the fact that he was clearly tired of being the good guy and not uh, making a stance as to his future as a Texan quarterback. And so now that it looks like it's obviously going to kind of aim towards him either being released or basically not playing this year, um, I feel it's it's sad to watch somebody's career get totally unraveled by, at this point, alleged accusations. I don't think I've heard of a charge yet. I just know that now the usual thing that's happening to any uh, person accused or filing a lawsuit against a athlete you instantly look at them a little differently because you don't know what they really do outside of off the field whatever you just know of what you've heard or what you haven't heard and so you assume that if quiet is kept he's you know squeaky clean like I said in the beginning but as a woman sometimes you have to realize that uh 
yes, innocent until proven guilty, but if you have that many people in a short amount of time coming forward and saying that they've been uncomfortable and they felt exposed to a lot of um, inappropriate behavior, you kind of just have to wonder if it would, because sometimes subtle, any kind of subtle abuse is just as bad as just out and out physical, emotional, verbal abuse. Sometimes subtle can just eventually end up being just as bad because it leaves more of a lasting impression because of what wasn't actually done, but what was maybe shown, seen, um, insinuated, um, as opposed to something that just blatantly happened. So we don't know who is telling the truth, if they're all lying or if they're all uh, telling the truth, but we know that there have been maybe only my, maybe one or two people that have actually said they're, you know, they're showing their faces. And then there's been one person who's outwardly said, I've never had a situation with him. So now mind you, this is all regarding massages that he, he apparently would get and some repeat, um, cust, uh, salons that he would frequent. Now it seemed very creepy in the beginning. And the fact that the very first inkling of any of this starting to bubble up coincidentally slowly started to unfold after Deshaun decided to no longer speak about him wanting to be a Texan anymore and not um, being, you know, the rumors of him being upset with not being able to help choose in the process of who was going to be the next coach and that the third. And it just seemed like a lot of stuff after that was just rumblings, but there was no indication of his uh, conduct outside of football being anything other than he's just going to wait and see what happens because he clearly was making it known and in inadvertently that he was not happy with his position at that um, organization and then when uh, it became official that JJ Watt left and signed with the Cardinals and now you know even if the new recruits who who have left and now gone to other teams and other teams that have signed back on the text or have signed with the Texans you kind of just don't really know if any of it means anything or if this is just a total isolated um, uh, series of cases that were never addressed when he was um, first uh, first on the team as a rookie. So we don't know if this is stuff over time, but most of these recent events seem to all happen within, uh, <laughs> within quarantine, which is odd. Um, and I don't wanna get obviously too much because I don't wanna say too much that's not true, but all I know is allegedly this whole situation to me appears like the Texans organization is trying to assassinate his character, but I also feel that there are situations that maybe athletes should consider are not cool just because a person works for you or does a service for you. That does not mean you take advantage of it. You know, you go back to Antonio Brown and all the videos of how he acted, you know, between you know, his time no longer being a Pittsburgh Steeler to, you know, bouncing around to the Raiders and, and then the video of him farting in his doctor's face, you know, stuff like that. I mean, he clearly is a perfect example of somebody who is not stable. And even with him not having any controversy as of recent with the Patriots when he was last on the team, and I don't know if they're resigning him or not. Um, I think he is currently looking for a deal from them. Um, he's made it clear that he's never really been 100% all there um, and, and stuff just started to erupt slowly before his um, his trade from the Steelers and I think at this point Deshaun having all these sudden incidents supposedly and 
the fact that his only statement when the whole situation from the lawyer came out before any witnesses or um, victims had said anything um, was that he had the utmost respect for women. Now, mind you, that still doesn't mean anything. His lawyer said, you know, once they can figure out this whole situation, they'll be able to clear his name and everything. You know, that's all the stuff that they can say because they can't obviously come out and accuse anyone. I mean, the only thing that Sean even indicated was that the lawyer asked for him, asked him up front for a six-figure, um, uh, six-figure uh, deal, I guess, in order for these women to not come forward, and he said no. So other than that, I, you know, this could have been something that he was waiting to build, but the fact that it wasn't really officially <laughs> like a statement, it was more like a supposedly an Instagram post first. It just seemed like it was evolving in such a premature way that you kind of just thought, look at them. And then the fact that now, allegedly, this guy has, this lawyer has a relationship with the Texans, it now comes off as if, you know, yeah, they're just trying to do their dirty business like the NFL does when they slowly want to try to get rid or tarnish a player's uh, image because they don't feel like they're worthy of bowing out of a contract that they signed. Um... And, you know, Eagles, Howie kind of teetered on that. Well, he didn't. He didn't teeter. He did it. His whole thing is, Howie's whole thing is to kind of throw leaks, little stories that suddenly seem to emerge around Carson. And everyone starts looking at him indifferently because they figure, well, he's not really producing any great um, results. So maybe he is difficult to work with. Maybe he is this. And I, you know, again, I refuse to believe that he was any kind of thing other than a guy that maybe just didn't connect with a lot of people on the team the whole time and maybe they were willing to be cool with him as long as he was doing um as he was winning and then when they didn't get to the main dance with him it just I don't think anyone thought it would get to the point where they would actually physically uh trade Carson at this point because I think at this point people kind of looked at him like yeah I always looked at it and I still say that if you didn't like him from the beginning you weren't going to ever like him um I think that people had a short-term memory but this, the five-year sample size that he did have was plenty of time for him to catch on uh, to get another run at being a better quarterback, but he just never seemed to get the opportunity to work in his favor as far as going back to the playoffs um, and him being totally healthy. So um, I say all that to say the NFL does go out of their way. Agents can be slimy. Um, GMs can be totally vindictive because they have the power as well as the owners. So they kind of play sometimes an indirect part in whether a player decides to make a grandstand against them, you know, and ask for either more money, less money, or to be traded. And a lot of players have been speaking up a lot on that. And it's probably becoming uh, a thorn in the owner's side, especially with everything that they've probably had in their own ways to compromise with um, kind of co-signing with the whole social rights and activism movement that they were trying to push forth uh at the beginning of um in the middle of 2020 but we all know it was all posturing and, and corporate sponsorship and you know like nobody cares at, at this point we all kind of know that even as fans but i mean when the nfl tries so hard to act like they are sympathetic but then you know they obviously hire people who are totally contradictory to what they're supposedly supposed to be fighting for with as far as character um it's just any person can get the short end of the stick if they if they move the wrong way you know and I think what we're witnessing with Deshaun Watson to me is a public 
uh, decharacterization. But we also are seeing somebody who's um, maybe not as bright as we thought, you know, maybe someone who does have a kind of a slick reputation and, and maybe in the past has gotten away with it. And maybe now it's becoming a thing that it's catching up with him. Um, I'm still not comfortable with everything. I know eventually more more things are coming up, you know, forward and women are crying and, and things like that. And, you know, no woman should be subjected to any kind of abuse, mental, physical, emotional, just because they serve you and they're they're rendering you a service that's supposed to help you health wise. So the disconnect right there with a man even um, allegedly putting a person in that position is is disturbing in itself. But in these first minutes of this podcast, I really honestly was just going to talk about how I feel like as a woman, uh, we generally are not respected as women, whether or not we like sports, whether or not we know sports, whether or not we work in sports, whether or not we do anything in the sports realm, there is generally a threat to men psych- psychotically that um, renders them, uh, I could be wording this wrong, I'm sorry, I pe- I'm I'm basically trying to say that (sighs) psychologically, thank you, forgive me, I haven't gotten a lot of sleep this week, but I just was really itching to talk a little bit, but um, psychologically, I do not think men can handle competition from women, especially when they do it very well in something that they deem their man cave, their their holy grail, and those men who just have small d's and they just cannot take competition there are just a lot of this out here and that's even with women too sometimes when we just cannot handle competition you know we act out and i think with men threatened by women on any kind of level when it comes to sports is sad to me because you should be appreciating that a woman wants to meet you on your on your level even competitively um you know the wnba has obviously made their mark this year especially with the most recent ncaa tournament that went down that I thought for sure Arizona might come back. And I've never, be, can't be honest and act like I watched games. I didn't, but obviously now the uh, stations are starting to co-sign and a lot of public uh, appreciation from LeBron and rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, who were really trying to gun towards putting more uh, focus on the women's basketball teams, whether college or pro, because they're not getting the funding, the respect. And it, it was blatantly exposed during the NCAA championship when they showed how the women were not getting the same uh, gym presentation as the men were getting. Um, COVID or not, it just seemed like they really didn't give a shit about how the women worked out, whether they needed to work out. Um, Some of the safety protocols weren't followed like they were with the men. And, you know, it just got to the point where you realize that they feel like every March Madness should really focus on the men because that's how it's always been. There's a lot of tradition uh, scapegoating that happens when it comes to women in sports. Yeah, you have girls in high school who are playing on football teams. You have girls who are kickers. Um, I talked about her before, uh, Sarah, who was one of those people that came out of nowhere. And and she could have probably almost helped out one of the pro teams um, briefly. Um, I think she went to Vanderbilt. Um, But the point is, at at her time and her and her moment had called, she she took it. She took the opportunity like any person would to help out. And uh, unfortunately, the team didn't win, but her being available and being able to kick for the men, she did it. She proved that she wasn't intimidated by the moment. And there's a lot of women out there who don't have the guts to probably speak or don't straight up have the platform. Now women have the platform with with, um, 
quarantine being uh, kind of in its final stages, I think that people are starting to realize that there is going to have to be a new way to approach women in sports and giving them platforms as opposed to it just being a regional thing or some states care more about it than others or if LeBron says then maybe we should all co-sign like it's gonna the attitude has to change because there are too many women making noise and whether they're ending up being martyrs whether they're ending up being um you know their careers cut short for whatever reason and they only just end up being this figurehead, whether they end up buying stake in a company um, like Renee Montgomery, who's getting uh, a nice piece of exposure since she uh, bought over um, that Kelly chick who tried to run and was running that team into the ground, basically, um, for the Los Angeles Sparks. I think it was Los Angeles Sparks, but I could be wrong. Sorry, forgive me. But the point is, I think that the fact that there's more women learning now to take the opportunities that they can get even fight for them even if they're not presented is showing men that it's not going to be just in sports too so the fact that there are men still out there taunting us on twitter still out there trying to find a way to sexualize women in government trying to sexualize women in any kind of way even sexualizing jill biden the first lady right now and trying to demean her by making it seem like her being a doctor is not relevant um, before she even was officially sworn in with her husband. And there's always this feeling that even with Kamala being the VP, that she's not really enough. And especially because she's uh, black and South and South Asian. So I think that she's going to be a threat to people. God bid anything, God forbid anything happens to Biden before his end of his first term. And if he wins another one, um, which I think he will, even, even if the GOP and all these people, Trump, you know, scammers are, are plotting already but I do think that the fear of knowing that a woman could be in a prominent position soon and I'm sure it will happen in five years because let's just face it I just feel like women have a better approach to dealing with things than men do and I think the years that um that we as Americans in this country and all over the world have bought into the tradition that the way men set up things in this world and how they operate is just the way it's going to be is not working anymore that mentality is slowly like in such slow motion but chipping so so much at that stone that eventually it's going to whittle down because men are getting to the point where it's becoming obvious that their way of thinking with women and and their minds and the fact that they have the audacity to have any kind of bravery to knock down an obstacle that they're normally hiding behind really <laughs> because they've been protected by it those those in those invisible lines and borders that have been put up now women are crossing them you know boundaries they're crossing those boundaries and i think that at this point the most recent story that i actually retweeted on my she talks ball 78 instagram page if you want to peep there i do put some of my uh thoughts as well as random pictures i repost a lot of sports stuff that i'm interested in the phillies won today it was a really good game and uh, the Sixers won. So, but anyway, she talks ball 78, my Instagram page. I reposted the recent quote that uh, Megan Rapino from the USA soccer team, uh, women's soccer team, basically being pissed off about what Draymond recently, Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors, who had an opinion of basically, he was basically irritated in a very passive aggressive male way of saying, I'm sick of women talking about they don't get enough money. Why don't they just ask for it or whatever he said. But the point is his basic, his basic uh, criticism was stop talking about it and just do it. Like if that was that easy, 
that Megan and them would have ran up in the offices like they hadn't done already before everybody gave a shit that they bought they won another uh, championship over the the weak ass men <laughs> US team that are not doing it in soccer um, he seems to just think that it's just a bunch of talk and I'd rather he have just come out of his mouth and said since he's been on a roll lately with his thoughts um, I'd rather Jamon said you know I'm tired of hearing it so I want to help them do something about it you know maybe in the off season me Megan and whoever else wants to join me we could just roll up in the offices and just say yo this is this is it we're done like they're playing the same freaking sport what does it matter now that was the way he addressed it I don't think Megan would have said anything probably other than thank you for even you know speaking on speaking on it like that instead of saying you know you're the ex you're the exact reason why we're fighting because males like you are sick and tired of hearing us complain about it which makes no sense um women arguing about their pay raise and everything and what they're not getting for the same sport is becoming such a stupid um it's a it's a stupid narrative but it's even more stupid because it seems like there's so many things being pointed out that are so blatantly obvious in the sports world that women are having their own making their own moves creating uh, new spaces for women journalists black brown asian puerto rican whatever and for this kind of thing to still kind of be going back to well you know that's just the way it is and you know women are different and you know i don't think they generate the same kind of revenue and usually it always goes back to some bs you know saying they would make as much money and the ratings and this meanwhile megan's pretty much schooling everybody since the minute that they got the spotlight of winning again um multiple times uh in the uh soccer world especially in usa women's teams i mean they pretty much roll over every country they played so it's kind of a joke to make it seem as if this is an annoying annoying occurrence that we keep talking about this it's it's going back to hearing about people complaining about black lives matter you know why do they keep talking about this racism thing it's so petty and just annoying well then stop contributing to the conversation so that alone to me is sad because that still comes down to if it's tradition you don't question it you just roll with it or if you do go against it just be prepared for a lifelong fight because it's never going to change and that general thinking is the is the reason why we're in the state we're in in this world and this country right now with the same crap that people went through in the 50s and 60s and before that you know for some reason no one wants to move the needle of mentally switching gears and just saying you know what i don't think this is much of a problem as, as there's other issues that we have in this country why don't we just get off of our horses and just contribute to finding a solution and if that really was something that everybody just decided in certain matters that actually could sit down and have that talk there wouldn't even be a reason to talk about this but yet we're still going it still goes back to money it comes down to sexism and it definitely obviously racism is in there because you have um a double a double factor of being a woman and if you're a woman of color and now with Megan Rapino being the face sexuality on top of it because now people are well excuse me gender people are going to be obsessed with the fact that she's a lesbian or you know well she's pretty much a guy anyway so what does it matter and then you have men that decide you know in certain states to ban transgender people to play in sports or apply for the uh, military like that matters it really doesn't matter 
you know the only thing that we're all saying in this world is that women matter protect women black lives matter black people matter those are the things that do banning people from things that they're always going to be and they're always going to they can't help because that's just their nature that's a waste of time making a law against it so the fact that you're feeding the fear and using your authority to press a fear of somebody possibly turning into that person like whatever your fear is which i'm sure it's irrational it has nothing to do with governing a whole body of people and it shouldn't have anything to do with worrying about your revenue going down that to me is something to be looked at what is your basic fear because we all fear something i have tons of fears i have fears that are holding me back a lot in my life i regret a lot of the things i've avoided because i never wanted to be challenged but to me that doesn't mean your life is great that means your life is undiscovered untapped because you never took the time to actually challenge and push and grind and find out what that great result will be because it usually ends up being something great I mean yeah you're sore you got some bruises but you look at it and say I'm glad I actually questioned it I'm glad I actually fought for it it's just something to think about we should just all stop sitting around bitching about stuff and just do it you know stop wishing that people will be something you will never be or vice versa just you be you and let them be them and when it comes to laws and all that stuff you just have to really kind of constantly if you're a true activist keep challenging it because at the end of the day the law really has nothing to do but fear it's just fear and lack of finances that's really all it is so if you get to the point in life where you feel that everything should be an argument it's probably because somewhere along the line you know that there's a reason for it to change other than that you're just yelling so it's just a mentality we need to change it and I think it's about time we just start applying that to women. Just give them the benefit of the doubt and stop being scared. Thanks for listening. That's my thoughts for now, but I'm definitely coming back with Ed because he wants to do another pod. So until then, 